yeah. yesterday. Oh, and yeah. you got to keep in mind when you're looking at, when you're listening to funk and jazz, I mean, it's just the soul that comes along with it. Okay, dating myself, 56 years young. I was 17 years old in um, New York City going to the Cotton Club. Didn't have a clue. Yes, okay. <laughs> so, you know, that was live music right there, live jazz and all that. So it all goes together, and that that's something... That's a black history thing right there for us, mm-hmm. you know. That that's mm-hmm. where we come from. That's that soul and all of that. So yeah, we all in here nodding our heads as he's speaking about these iconic individuals that gave us that music, you know. And that music had purpose. That music it, it made you feel something, you know. It woke you up. So continue, Absolutely. sir. No, no. Oh, oh, thank you, man. I'm so, I'm so glad. Uh, but but no, when we when we talk about this thing, we we're very serious about it because we grew up in this. There's only everybody in the studio grew up with this, right? And we see it very a lot now, but as we go into NPR, we come back, you're gonna see more about this funk music right here on the Sunday Forum. Hi from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Israel's bombardment of Gaza has stretched into a third day following the collapse of a week-long ceasefire. Gaza's health ministry says some 200 Palestinians have been killed in the renewed military campaign. NPR's Daniel Estrin is in Tel Aviv. He reports that Israel is now restricting humanitarian aid to Gaza despite calls from the U.S. to increase aid for civilians, including fuel, water, food, and medicine. The Gaza border authority says only 100 aid trucks have entered Gaza since the renewal of combat. That's down from the 200 aid trucks a day during last week's ceasefire. Israeli defense officials say the humanitarian pause is over and blamed Hamas for violating the agreement on releasing more Israeli hostages. The officials say they were allowing in aid now because of requests from the U.S. Israel is now intensifying its bombings on South Gaza, where Israel had ordered Palestinians to flee to. The Israeli military telephoned Palestinians in Khan Yunis in South Gaza, ordering them to evacuate further south to Rafah, near the Egyptian border. The UN says shelters in the south are already overcrowded. Daniel Estrin, NPR News, Tel Aviv. Mark Regev is a senior advisor to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. He told the BBC today that Israel is doing all it can to keep civilians in Gaza out of harm's way. There are specific areas inside Hanunas where we've notified that in those specific areas there is expected to be combat and we're urging people to leave so they're not caught up in the crossfire and we've designated specific safer areas for people to move to the whole idea is to save lives that's the that's the point of requesting people to leave Ragev says Israel is making a maximum effort to protect civilians and blame civilian casualties on Hamas Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said this weekend the protection of civilians is a moral responsibility and a strategic imperative, warning that Israel risks driving civilians into the arms of the enemy. There are just about six weeks until the symbolic starting gun for the 2024 presidential race goes off at the Iowa caucuses. NPR's Amy Held reports that Republican candidates are hoping by showing up a lot they'll reap the rewards. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis completed his 99-county Iowa tour in Jasper County he told supporters he considers himself a servant, not a ruler. For months, he's crisscrossed Iowa from the state fair to ice cream parlors, but has hardly made a nibble into former President Donald Trump's sizable lead. 100 miles away at his own rally in Cedar Rapids, Trump looked past the primaries at a potential general election rematch. If Joe Biden wants to make this race a question of which candidate will defend our democracy and protect our freedoms and I say to Crooked Joe, and he's crooked, the most corrupt president we've ever had. We will win that fight. Trump is facing felony charges for trying to undermine the democratic process in the last election. Amy Held, NPR News. This is NPR. The president of Guinea-Bissau says clashes that broke out in the country Friday were an attempted coup. Michael Koloki has more on the president's response. President Omaru Embalo said that the fighting in the capital Bissau Friday were what he called yet another attempted coup, and he vowed those responsible would suffer consequences. The country's army had earlier announced that order had been restored following the clashes, which are reported to have involved two military factions. Guinea-Bissau on West Africa's Atlantic coast has gone through continuous 
continued political turmoil. There have been multiple coups or attempts to overthrow the government in the country since it gained independence from Portugal almost five decades ago. Legislative elections held earlier this year took place amidst a backdrop of economic challenges, including steep rises in the cost of basic food prices. For NPR News, I'm Michael Kaloki in Nairobi. Uh, officials in the Philippines are blaming foreign terrorists for an explosion today that killed at least four people and wounded dozens of others. The blast went off during a Catholic mass being held inside a state-run university gym in the southern Philippines. Officials have not explained why foreign militants are being blamed, but the chief of the armed forces says the blast could be retaliation for a series of military operations against local Islamist groups in the southern Philippines. For the first time ever, the focus of the UN Climate Summit in Dubai is on the impact climate change has on human health. World Health Organization Chief Tedros Ghebreyesus says the threats are immediate and present and that focusing on health threats is overdue. Vice President Kamala Harris led the U.S. delegation at the summit. She is now on her way back to the United States. I'm Giles Snyder. This is NPR News. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include American Jewish World Service, supporting human rights advocates worldwide in the fight for democracy, equity, and justice for all people. Learn more at ajws.org. WMNF Tampa. Greeting Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the one and only DJ Spaceship reminding you that every Monday morning, that's right, every Monday morning on WMNF from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m., tune in as me and my co-pilot Nate Dog give you the music you love, the topics to get you talking, and the motivation to get you out your bed to start your week off right. Accepting volunteer applications to be part of our on-air team. And welcome. This is Latinx. Welcome, welcome to the Soul Kitchen and Design, your resident chef, Big Eddie G. Join your favorite voices on 88.5 FM, WMNF.org, and our HD channels. If you've always dreamed of being on the radio, I would love to be on the radio. Now's your chance. Join your listening supported radio station, WMNF. Apply under the programming tab at WMNF.org. WMNF and Living Mirror Playback Theater will host a monthly community talkback and improv show live here in the WMNF studios, 7 p.m. on the fourth Friday of every month. The event will be based on our monthly mission calendar, covering topics such as economic justice, environmental issues, and more. We invite community activists and interested listeners to come and share their thoughts and experiences. Then Living Mirror will play back those stories using improv techniques. It'll be a compelling evening of community sharing and improv theater, but space in our studio is limited. So go online to wmf.org backslash events to reserve your seat. Support for WMNF comes from listeners like you and an Italian Christmas night with internationally acclaimed platinum recording tenor Andrea del Principe. It'll be on Wednesday, December 6th at the Palladium Theater in St. Petersburg. An Italian Christmas Night is a show with classic Italian and international Christmas songs. The new show features songs from Queen and a special tribute to Andrea Bocelli and Luciano Pavarotti. Ticket information for the one-night December 6th show can be found at mypalladium.org. You are attuned to the Sunday Forum right now here on WMNF Radio 88.5 FM here in Tampa. What you gonna play now? Bobby, I don't know. But whatsoever I play, it's got to be funky. Yeah. One, two, three, make it funky. WMNF 8.5 Tampa. This is the Sunday Forum. 
Uh, it is nine, nine minutes after the hour of 9 a.m. Uh, right here on Sunday. And this beautiful Sunday, we are playing the funk. We're doing the history of funk music right here on the show. So listen, uh, before I do that, I want to announce that there is a, I'm actually having a think tank. Uh, yours truly is having a think tank, an environmental justice think tank. It is called the Carol Camisa uh, Environmental Justice Think Tank Series. This is the last one of the year, and we are wrapping up uh, working on uh, actionable items uh, that we can put into, that's what we call actionable items, that we can put to work in the coming year. Uh, these have to do with environmental justice. This means you folks. This means being able to go out there and do something that's going to change the way that you live today. For instance, was your child is your child on a respirator right now? Like a home respirator? They have a, have a breathing machine? Uh, do you have a cough that's consistently going on that you can't shake it? Uh, do you have allergies that you just don't understand? Do you have an electric bill that you just cannot understand why it's so high? Well, we're working on that right now. We are talking about the issues surrounding Tampa Electric Company's greed and being bad actors. We're going to do everything we can, folks, to help you out, to help our frontline communities out, to strengthen them and make sure that they are no longer being taken advantage of by our electric company. This is bad, folks, but, but it can be good. The change is up to you. Come out December 9th, this coming Saturday, December 9th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. to 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard, the Reed Apartments. Come out. It is free to the public. We want you there so that we can work together uh, for solutions. This has been an ongoing solution-based think tank that we've been doing, and we, we're finding out, we, we want to know the state of the black and brown community. We want to hear from you. And the only way that's going to happen if you, is if you show up. Take that time. Be a part of the change. Come on out at 1240 Ray Charles Boulevard, December 9th, Saturday, December 9th, to take part in the Carol Camisa Environmental Justice uh, Think Tank right there uh, here in Tampa Bay. So come on out. Be a part of it, folks. So I want to thank Walter for doing this. I, um, this is my first year participating with him and doing it. This is the third part of the series that he had this year. Um, we started back in October, October 21st, November. What was it? November 3rd, I think we did it. 20th. Yeah, October 21st and yeah. November 3rd and now we have yeah. the one on December 9th you will receive a lot of informative information that can assist you like you said with your electricity bill you know and you can find us with some of the causes of some of those health issues he, the health issues that he mentioned as well so come on now we're going to um, offer you guys some lunch and everything to get you some information you know tell others about it so they can come as well so that way you can hear some of the things and some of the options that you have that you can make your community better you can make your household lower your lower your electricity bill and whatnot. So we look forward to seeing you guys. We'll make the announcement again. It's going to be on December 9th before we end the show. Walter's going to give the address and everything again. And again, just come out because we had a great turnout for the bus tour. I mean, we, we did a tour around Tampa to um, Tico's plants um, that they had out there. And a lot of people got a lot of information that they were not aware of, you know, that was going on in their community. So be a part of the change as he stays. It is something that's going to benefit you and your family and your neighbors. All right, and and they don't, you know, they don't think that we're gonna do this. Yeah, they they, they sit in the ivory. We were talking about that earlier, um, but we didn't go there entirely. So a lot of times, these companies sit there. The people in the company sit there in the ivory towers, right? Mm -hmm. And they stay. They remain disconnected, if you will, from the people, and they don't understand what happens with an energy burden. They don't understand that that what they do causes homelessness. What they do. When, when they get that, when they raise the bill like that, for no reason, we're paying for their bad, mm -hmm. their their environmental mistakes. Uh, but that's why it's important for people to get involved. And you, you, you hear me say my little um, sayings, but closed mouths don't get fed. Okay? Right. <laughs> Nobody knows that you're going through something unless you open your mouth and let them know. You know, and they can know what they're doing to you is wrong. Like he said, they know that they're they raising care. these prices. They, they know it's unaffordable, you know, for some neighborhoods and communities. They know it affects, you know, you being able to have your child in the house. So social services don't have to come and they take them away. because you can take your child can't. out of the house? Yeah, you know. 
But if Man. you don't come out and, and have your voice be heard, it's going to continue on. So, mm. again, show up. Show up and show out. Scream. Let us know what's going on. That's right. If you have any questions any about it or you want to participate, give us a call here at 813-239-9663, WMNF.org. Um, you also have the chat, um, the email that we can go to with Mabili. What's the um, email chat that they have? Uh, 813-433-0885. You can text us. 813-433-0855. Excellent. Or you I'm can sorry, go ahead and do the chat. DJ, DJ at WMNF. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> DJ. Yes, yes, yes. DJ. Or you can go to the Facebook page. Exactly. You can go to Walt Us with the second Facebook page, uh, the Sierra Club Facebook page, uh, or the, just the event page uh, on Facebook, and you will find the Carol Camisa uh, Environmental Justice uh, Think Tank Series. So, uh, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, my belly. Well, an emailer has written uh, about people who were invited. You said black and brown and mm-hmm. wondered if everybody, anybody else invited. Of course. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> on, but I think that there, there is a need to, to enlighten or get the black and brown community uh, up to date, conscious of what is happening in the environmental movement. And uh, also, this uh, this week, the international community is is meeting on the environmental issue of all places, Dubai, mm. who has been... Love Dubai is beautiful. Yeah. I've been there. It's beautiful. Yes, mm. it is. Well, they are wow. focusing on the contagious effect of on human health. So it's mm. good that everybody internationally are beginning to make these connections between the environment and human health. Yeah, that's what we're going to be doing at the Think Tank. We're going to be doing it. And so, uh, show up. I, I, I want to say whoever sent that um, that email to Mobility, this is open to everyone. When you hear us discussing black issues, black and brown issues, it's because it's prevalent with what's going on right now. But we also welcome, it's inclusive of everyone because whether you're black or brown or not, it's still affecting you because you are in the, in those communities. We're if you're not in those communities, you're living, you're living around those communities. So it's inclusive of everyone. Um, I also want to mention that if you have an event that's going on that you think can help the community, you know, Again, as I stated last week on the show, give us a call. Let us know what's going on. Send send that email to my Billy so we can give you a shout out. I do want to know, um, as we was talking to Don and John earlier in regards to um, the recidivism rate as far as the felons, I want to focus on the fact that entrepreneurship, you know, is very important. When those individuals come out and they have the ability to start a business they own because they've been in that situation, you know, we're very, very high on people understanding the importance of ownership. You know, that is so important amongst not only the black and brown community, but just in general, especially with the way the society is right now. So I just want to give a shout out, you know, to um, an individual that he's he has put himself in a position that he went from being a cook for a location and now he owns that establishment. So I want to give a shout out to a BBQ Time Restaurant, uh, Randy Scott Jr. I went and visited his establishment. Thank you, sir. The food was delicious. I had some ribs. I had some collard greens, macaroni and cheese. Okay. You open a day? He okay. open a day? Right. He is, he is right. open a right. day and it was delicious. I met his mom. She's beautiful. So it's a family owned restaurant. I met his wife. Um, it's located at 10113 Adamo Drive in Tampa, Florida. It's up there if you're familiar with 60 on Adamo Drive. But again, stop by, get him a shout out, support it. another black business owner. Again, he went from being just the cook to now that he owns the establishment. I love stories like that, Walter. I love that. Randy Scott Jr., thank you so much, sir. And the food was delicious. I do do want to give you input. Put some um, corn on the cob inside your greens. That's my recipe. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, and by the way, it is DJ at WMNF.org. If you want to write the Sunday Forum right now, DJ at WMNF.org. And uh, I just want to say, piggybacking on what uh, was just said, the uh, what Annie Miles just said, the idea of people, of recidivism, the idea of, you know, the question I had, what ever happened to the mutual aid societies that, you know, that are bottom up, that were organically created by the family, the the neighborhood, the community, the church, you know, whatever. Uh, The fact of the matter is, this is what is we need 
to work on, you know, the Black Bring Wall Street, mm-hmm. you know, That's bringing right. people, uh, creating jobs. That's we right. can't forever be in a position of inequality where we are begging for jobs, but we're not creating them. Absolutely. That is 100% correct. Be producers, being producers. All right, so listen, um, let's get back to it. We got a call. Let's get to the call. Yeah, 813-239-9663 is the number to call. This we're is Sunday Boom. <laughs> Among Ooh. other things, go ahead, call it. You're on the Sunday Forum. Call. Call. Are you there? I think they're there, but they may be. I'm there, but whoever's where. I hear them. Yeah, we hear you. <laughs> Turn your radio down because you're you're hearing a delay. So you gotta turn your radio down and uh. How's that? Excellent. Go ahead. Perfect. Are you talking to me or somebody else? Man, I called up in there. I've been hanging on listening to all that talk. You know, they ought to, like, start selling us out, like, uh, if they're going to make things easier for us financially. You know, Tico is owned by a Nova Scotian company in Canada. So they're selling us our electricity. Now, I know they got good old passion for the poor because it showed up in my light bill. I'm telling you. So uh, y'all have a good one. Tell Spaceship, stop being so long-winded. Bye. Spaceship. Spaceship. I love Spaceship. You DJ Spaceship. You really Spaceship. (laughs) He's not long-winded. All right. Let's go to the next call. Go ahead, Carly. You're on the Sunday Forum with Walter L. Smith and Annie Miles. And Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? I ain't nothing too much, man. The same old thing, a different day, same old thing, a different <laughs> way. You know, but, but but I was listening to you. Now, y'all ought to quit. When you said um, George Clinton, which is one of my favorite people, persons for music, personalities, and then Roy Ayers, and then he just somehow... Left out that old Boots the Collins, man. And Stanley Clark, where you mentioned the jazz people. And Slave and Cameo. Got a long way to go. Okay. <laughs> long way to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is just, listen, brother. This is, this is just the first week. Next week, next weekend, we're doing it again. So, you know, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Now, come on. How long have you been listening to this show, brother? You know I'm better than that. Come on, man. I don't play around with my phone. Yeah, I know you don't. I was yeah. so amazed out there. You, you, you never heard of the Tower of Power. Sure, you know, man. You know, you need to stop. You, I, you I need to stop. Clay. You played a Bar Clay before. So. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, I was yeah. surprised when you told JB on this morning. I was like, uh oh. Yeah, man. We got to start there. We got to start there. I mean, if you listen, if you listen to, if you listen to it in the earliest days of what we would call funk. When they start using the word funky, right, um, you start seeing the use of trumpets, right, mm-hmm. uh, and and the bass for the purposes of the, the trumpets, the bass, and the drums. Those three things made up funk music. And not to mention the fact that what you'll find is a groove that's consistent. It's consistent. So watch watch what happens as as we progress through this through this entire thing. Hey man, but thank you for calling in, brother. Appreciate you. No problem. Y'all have a good one. All right, now let let's start let's start out with the James Brown. Let's let's go back to make it funky, real quick, real quick. Let's go back. Oh yeah. So if if we if we talk about James Brown. And we see what happened with James Brown, right? Mm-hmm. We listen to dun 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 dun. dun. But what what do you trumpets? Right here we go. It's got to be funky. Hey. One, two, three, make it funky. Not necessarily lyrics, but smooth comments, right? So this starts out with this, right? And then and and, and there's a groove that you hear. 
Improvisation at some point, which is a jazz a jazz characteristic. Jazz is the only, the only music genre where improvisation, that's the basis of jazz, is improvisation of various instruments that are being used, right? Um, so as we as we go on and we listen to this, you hear the organ? Mm-hmm. You hear that more often as you start going into the 60s. And you feel the soul of it. Yeah, you feel it. <laughs> you feel it. So you, so you get in the you groove. You just start vibing, that's it. You get in the groove. It's which me. is the reason why you go for like five minutes. Every funk song goes about five minutes or more. Yeah. Every funk song. Got the phones lit up, it look like. Yeah, oh, it's light, yes, little light, little light, little light, little light. All right, so now let's go. You the trumpets. It sounds like FAMU's band <laughs> in the background, right? Um, yeah, but you'd be surprised. It's FAMU's, right? It was FAMU's who, who played in some of these bands. You have, well, I say FAMU's, but there were black HBCU band players that were in some of these I'm jazz bands. This is what inspired them, though, yeah. because you hear that. Right. Yeah, you hear it. You see the HBCU's. Coming up around along the same time as funk music. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they were mimicking a lot of those songs, just as they do today. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So let's let's go to the next song on there. What's the next song on the list? Because I actually actually looked at it last night. I went back through the entire list last night <laughs> just yeah. to make sure that we that we're able to like see that evolution, see that change. Uh, Chocolate City was listed. What's our What's our next one? Um, after, after James Brown. Roy Ayers. Okay, let's go into Roy Ayers. Okay. So, all right, which one is it? What is it? Funk in the Hole. Okay, let's go. Let's see if we can find that. So, yeah. Roy Ayers is the next one that we're going to listen to, folks. Exploitation movies. Oh, yeah. Black exploitation movies. Superfly on here. Exactly. Yeah, Superfly. Yeah. Exactly. And it sounds, the police shows, right? Starsky and Hutch. It sounds like a police show, like one of the Starsky and Hutch shows, right? And it builds momentum, and I think that's what music does. You know, one genre is going to lead to the next. It's just we you start out with Swing and Cap Calloway, and those were the cool people. Then you, you morph into mainline jazz. Right. And those were the cool people. Uh-huh. And then you, you go into the, the, the soul. The yeah. and soul. And, and, and the that call, needs the to call and response. Mm-hmm. It's always a call and response. But our Roy Ayers, he does have call and response in his music. Um, and but, what's also interesting is that the black church sounds like the current yes, music. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? That's right. It's we bring like the coolness everywhere oh we go. Good. <laughs> Let's all right. So now, as we see this, we see this change taking place, and, and you hear the groove. If it, right? We, we we know we got the groove because Annie's moving to it. Yep. <laughs> With the groove, we, we we every time the groove comes, you look at Annie, the groove is here. You, you feel Makes it. Makes you move, that, Is that? That's when you know you're feeling that's it. That, right. That's so that what, spirit. Listen, right. Did you hear this? This is the transition. The transition is like the improvisation. Every single one has that. Which is the jazz innovation. That's right. Want to go back to the phone lines? The phone lines. See what they're saying. 813-239-9663. Or you can write us. DJ WNF.org. Go ahead, caller. You're on the Sunday Forum. Good morning, one and all. Good morning. What's going on, huh? Uh, you know, uh, a lot of that was originated in Ohio. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, James Brown's label was King Records out of Cincinnati. And uh, Boots and Collins That's right. uh, played in, you know, played in that. That make it funky. That's Boots in there. <laughs> Yeah, that's he's, right. He's the drummer. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, on a lighter note, can I, let me go back to your bumper, your bumper music there, Rufus. Yes. 
was it Rufus Dr. Khan, right? That's right. They had a funky bass line in there by Bobby Watson, who, who was their bass player. But um, <laughs> that that reminded <laughs> me of that reminded me of uh, eight track. Y'all mentioned eight track. Yeah. <laughs> okay. One thing about those eight tracks. Can rewind them. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you, <laughs> you could, you right. You had to let it play yeah, and then go play. to the next one. That's right. And then go all the way back around. All the way back around. Also, also, if you had one in your car, tape player. Yes. Okay. You you had tape head cleaner. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had it. Oh, my God. Yes. A lot of times, that wouldn't work. Body. George Duke's one of the greatest to ever do it, right? Uh, slow songs, George Duke was great. Um, the late, great George Duke did it all. Uh, he ranks up there with Roy Ayers in, ter- in terms of the quality of music. When we talk about funk music and the neo-soul, which we're going to get to neo-soul as we talk about the evolution next week, um, but uh, let me tell you, this you, you can't beat it. George Duke was one of the greatest. Now, as we listen to what, what what's happening here, this is in 1978. You can listen to, we listen to Mandrill, we play Mandrill here on this show. You listen to Mandrill, you listen to James Brown, you listen to George Clinton, you listen to Roy Ayers. All of it is, is all of it is, is, is relevant, right? There is a, there is also a movement. Listen to what he's, what they're saying. They're talking about the funk. The funk does what? It cures, right? It's an escapism. There you go, that part. A type of escapism. It just takes you away from all your worries and everything at that moment in time. That all you want to do is just chill out, chill hear out. that funk. That's well, what, it. So yes. what were you doing? What were you doing in 1968? What were you doing in 1978? You were doing everything you could to escape the wrongs, the ills of what was going on in your community. Just some sort of escapism, just for that moment. Just for that moment. That's all. Well, for me in 78, I was actually at the Friday night um, car games my mom and them used to have listening to the music. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, which was this. That's which it. was likely mm-hmm. this, right? Um, and, and you listen to the bass. you the bass. Mm-hmm. You can hear the trumpets in the background. And you also hear the call and response. With, yeah. Very so, African. So as soon as, yeah, yeah. As, soon, as soon as you hear the boom, 
Yeah. You see, you see that the the the, the bass or the drums will be the will be the call and response in the background scene every single time. Every single time. Let's go to the callers and let's get that next song on. All right. Let's see what this caller has to say. You're tuned to the Sunday Forum. Go ahead, caller. You're on. Hey, you guys are really grooving. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, yes, man. We are. How you doing, brother? Brother, you know, it's. It, it, they said it was foggy, but over here it's sunny. And I noticed the sun only came out when your show started. Hey, thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you, man. Thank you, man. Is it funky over there? You guys have some supernatural connections with the main man. <laughs> is is it funky over of, there, brother? <laughs> just a couple of quick uh, random uh, notes here. Um, obviously, DeSantis is crashing and burning. Did you all see his debate? Oh, 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 oh listen, don't get me started. Yeah, Walter was fired up oh, about, that fired about that this morning. I was so happy about that, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> listen, Gavin Newsom should have been the Democratic, Democratic candidate uh, uh, this year. He should have been the Democratic candidate. The fact that he's not is disappointing. However, he did bring up some very good points, and I'm very glad he did, because I don't think that the messaging coming from the Biden administration has been very good. Listen to what I said again. I don't think the messaging from the Biden administration has been very good. Biden has done, uh, President Biden has done a tremendous job in terms, of, in terms of coming up with programs and things that can transform our communities. But, it, it, but, but, but the, the speed with which they are releasing information and saying the things they should say in order to support the facts has been, has been lacking. And I think that Gavin Newsom did a tremendous job in bringing that out uh, and discrediting all the garbage that's being done by the Satan. You're right. I mean, the Democratic messaging, and, and you guys could talk about this because it's even controversial, as I think, of saying it. Because remember when Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Mm -hmm. And see, Democratic messaging is, is kind of... Um, uh, playing basketball with one foot because they want to be so uh, uh, classy and, and not vicious and mean and dehumanizing in their rhetoric or their talking points so they won't seem like the vicious, ugly Republicans. But by being such nice people, they get punched in the face. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a hard one. It, we talked about it a couple of months ago about turning the other cheek and how long does forgiveness and nonviolence and pacifism work in the face of a terrorist insurgency? Yeah, absolutely. Now, the other reason I called is because early on, you mentioned water. And let me tell you something. I've been in an ongoing battle with Swift Mud, the Southwest Florida Water Management District, and the state in general, for them to you know, be honest about Florida's water supply. Our rainfall patterns have fallen off a cliff. It used to rain every day in the summer about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That doesn't happen anymore. And we, our population is increasing by about 1,000 people per day. And water use is increasing even more rapidly than the per capita population. Our springs are drying up. Our heritage oak trees and other trees that depend on a tropical rainfall pattern are dying. So are, is our wildlife. And most of us, unless we have um, expensive whole house filtration and reverse osmosis, we're drinking poison. When I ask repeatedly under the Sunshine Law for Southwest Florida Water Management District to tell me, have they calculated the carrying capacity the water supply, and whether or not it's time to shut off population growth, especially industrial, and tell people that water is it's becoming like a desert here in Florida when it used to be a tropical paradise. And they refused to respond to me until I contacted my local member of the Florida legislature, a man named Bernie Jocks, Jockas, who's a Republican. Mm -hmm. But it's, he, he was like, what? You've been asking them for weeks to give you information. They refuse to respond. I'm like, yeah. Well, the very next day, they contacted me, the Swift Mud, they did, but they didn't provide me any information. So it's kind of a scandal, and like with the lack of transportation planning, housing planning, uh, Medicaid planning. Other Energy. Uh, the whole thing. There's no transparency. Deserts. There's no transparency. Florida, they just 
say, bring everybody on in. Let's just keep on building and keep on growing. And then if y'all don't have services, if you don't have water, if you don't have fire, if you don't have schools, if you don't have a, a grocery store, well, too bad for you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank hey, man, you so thank you very much. I appreciate your words. Hard. Thank you very much, brother. I didn't catch the whole debate that they did with Newsom and... Um Gotta watch it, man. Gotta no, I, I caught the last part when he, the last statement that Newsom stated was, one thing's for sure, that neither one of us will be on the exactly. <laughs> That part I caught. Yeah. Uh, that's the part everybody yeah, caught. Exactly. I'm trying to tell you. What's our, what's our next, uh, next part of the lineup so we can show this evolution, man? Uh, we was again, I was on uh, Parliament... Chocolate City we played a little earlier. Oh, yeah. Betty. We had Betty. Oh, Betty. that's right. Betty. We're going to get with you next, Carla. Stay with us. We're we'll coming with, with you. We're coming with you. Betty. <laughs> Hold tight. All right. You want to hear Betty now? Yes. Betty Davis? Yes. I'm. Uh, if I'm lucky, I might get picked up. Yes. <laughs> yes. For those people who don't know who Betty Davis was, Betty Davis was the wife of Miles Davis. Uh, the this, this second wife of Miles Davis, as a matter of fact, uh, it was Betty Davis and, my, and 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 her relationship with Sly Stone that actually was responsible for changing the style, the playing style and the fashion style of Miles Davis himself, um, because she was a model. Uh, she, you know, they they were, you know, he was trying to keep up with her and everything like that. She was a young twenty-something year old, uh, matter of fact, twenty-one year old. Uh, model, up and coming, tall, slender, beautiful, from North Carolina, and she, <laughs> a country girl from North Carolina, who was really doing it, and she had been liberated. Now, one of the things that you have to remember about this era is that this was an era of liberation. You saw white women burning mm -hmm. bras. You saw some black women yeah. out there doing it too. But there was a specific and distinct manner by which black women began to do this, and it was through funk. Mm. This is the godmother of funk. This is this woman right here was was Lil Kim before there was Lil Kim, right? Um, and she did it, and she did it well. Um, she crossed all barriers, all lines. People used to walk out of her shows. Wow! Because because she wasn't wasn't she was raunchy for their time, but she wore clothes. She did, but her movements, her gyrations, and things. She did what men were doing. And it was okay for men to do it, but it was not okay for black women to do it. It was okay for white women to do it, but it was not okay for black women to do it. And she did it, and she did it well. And she, so she is the godmother of the funk. The, you know, so so when 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 you talk about that and women in this in this genre, you didn't have many of them, but she was the she was the originator. All right, absolutely. Um, so we're gonna go to. We're going to go to uh, the phone lines, and let's talk about it. All right, caller, you're on the 74. Yeah, so how you doing? All right, what's going, going on, Doc? Uh, I'm doing fine, fine. I'm calling in from the, the inability, the Mobility uh, fan club here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mobility. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So, listen, right. uh, I think what people need, need to, something that, that, that I'll articulate here, because I had the opportunity to go to FAMU and play in the Florida and march and band. Right. One of my many adventures in life, you know, on being a pharmacist and a dentist and all those other good things. I want pictures. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1969, man. We did, in fact, we played, there was down there, we was, I remember coming to Tampa. We played in the Tampa Stadium and stuff. And, uh, you, uh, University you know, of Tampa. And played the University of Tampa mm -hmm. and won. Okay? And that's when Florida, and Tampa had a good, good game. And the next day, we saw I played. We played the halftime in the first professional game uh, ever played in Tampa Stadium. It was between the Miami Dolphins and the Boston Patriots. So I, I think my that's 1969. You can check it out. Check and my credentials are in order. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We believe you, Doc. We know. Tampa, we know. Okay, bro. And we stayed at the Manger Motor Inn right there downtown. And we, it's just now the Hilton and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, and then we had a parade through the black neighborhood stuff, you know. And, and that's part of the... Through West Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. Right. That's right. Sure did. And I, the first time I ever seen the police grab the dude, man, one time and, and went to beat, to beat him up. And he grabbed their gun. Got in the this happened. really happened. Mm. Tampa, 1969. So, um, <laughs> I think my credentials are in order. 
<laughs> point this out that uh, we um, um, <clears throat> one of the things if you listen to that music, you'll see the that a, that the bass, the the, the trombone, mm-hmm. and the trumpets are all live music. So mm-hmm. that's something that we've gotten away from. Right. You know, we've got you know we can do that everything on a on a computer now, and that uh, a lot of that has to do with economics and those sort of things. And that and and uh, so these guys were playing live, and they added to the uh, the, the 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 genre, the, uh, the 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 substance of, of of the music. And it also goes to point out that the that what has happened in our public school systems and our elementary school systems is that we've eliminated the instrumental music program. Yeah. And then you get this this stupidity like, uh, well, I'm anti woke. Well, to be anti woke is to be left ignorant. Oh, come on, ignorant. <laughs> come on. Ignorant is ignorance is uh, a, a lack of themselves, a lack of their surroundings, and one of those surroundings is appreciation for culture, art, and those things. In fact, when one ha- I write in this article, read the last article we wrote about. Uh, the sand message from DeSantis Bird, the great debate. We said when one has knowledge of himself, only then can they protect themselves from the onslaught of ignorance. Reach this viewer within the norms.com. We write about these. But this is all a part of that thing. How this ties into music is when we eliminate these sort of cultural, these things that this, this, the music, we eliminate innovation. We, then you have what we call an empty mind. There's a devil's playground. So you take that, you eliminate baseball and and all these other sports programs. What do you think a kid's going to do? Well, their imagination is going to going to keep going. Yeah, like uh, you know, knocking out your windows, getting a a a, a, a piece, and, and 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 shooting at each other when they get mad. And the other guy says, "Well, I got to protect myself too." So yeah, that right. that this is a this is what we a disintegration. Call, call I, I, I I want, I want, I want to um, just interject for a moment. I agree with you 100 percent because that music is so expressionable, you know, and it, it allows you to get some of those feelings out. It allows you to kind of like direct it, you know, in a more positive way that someone can see what you're feeling. Because when you hold pressure bus pipes, that's what I say. When you hold things inside, pressure bus pipes. And in regards to the Santa's taking. These type of programs that went out of school, I agree with you 100%. It's terrible. I, I will look up your article, a little great debate, just to um, see what you wrote. Thank you so much for sharing that information with us. And I, and I also wanted to make a statement in regards to what you were saying for the, for the music that I miss the live bands. You know, I, I miss us having that, that you can go and see a live jazz band and things that affect. Like I said, again, you always hear me refer back to New York because that's my hometown. But the Cotton Club, I was young, and it opened up so much for me. And then when I came down here to Tampa, you guys used to have an awesome live band, live jazz band downtown um, Ebor City. And I don't see that anymore. So you write music. When they, when you, they take that away from us, they take away our um, ability to express ourselves to a certain way. And this is something that the youth definitely need to have because they're going through so much. They, they, they're encountering so many different things and it's coming at them so fast. It's hard for them to decipher, you know, what's real and what's not because they're being told how to feel, when they should feel it and why they shouldn't feel it and so forth. So I agree with all the points that you made. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much, Doc. And check out you are within the norms.com. All right. Right. I wanted you to take a look at one thing. When you open up those articles, you'll see music from South Africa. And listen to the harmony that you see in the music. Like yes. the song Unkofula is the one that we talk about. So when you open up, you'll see I always try to start with words about peace. And those are the, the, the singing in, in the Zulu language and the Hosa language. And those are the, and these are white and black folks singing. And stuff. So and this is what we're talking. This is what we're missing. That cultural element that binds our the, the, the think about Father Bauer. They call it Bauer. Yeah. Read, yeah. Listen to these tunes that I also add into your Wizard Norm. So we bring that music in there. And I'm gonna hold my peace from now on. From the <laughs> All end. right. So, Thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. What, what we got All next, right. brother? Well, uh, 
back to the music. Uh, you got some knee deep. Oh, <laughs> knee deep. So, yeah. so we start to see, we start to see changes in dress, right? Um, people, you know, you know how they used to wear long boots, right? Mm-hmm. The long boots or the boots with the heels. Uh, you already wearing platforms, right? But then you had, <laughs> then you had people wearing baby diapers. You know what I mean? Like, well, like yeah, that, that one guy. So that one guy, uh, uh, George Clinton comes from a George Clinton comes from a background of of uh, of R and B uh, as a as a bass player and as a as, as an originator there, and he, he he creates Parliament, right? And Parliament transforms. They see Kiss and they see these other stuff like yeah. You know, uh, actually, Kiss sees them. Exactly, that's what I was about to Kiss say. They were mimicking them, exactly. And and they and they're like, you know what? We, we can do this like these black guys are doing it. Well, listen to the sounds of this right here. This is knee deep. seeing dances coming out the freak we start seeing the knee deep you know as a result we just named after these songs but you also you also see that and this is the importance of a betty davis right a betty davis or shaka khan uh, are the responses to these things notice the misogyny in the music right there's misogyny but there's also this there's, there's like it's like a, a schizophrenia in the music one part, at one heart, there's this great respect for women. But then there's this other part that's like, eh, you know, she's a freak, right? But what are they saying? He was looking for his balancing act, yeah, just like yeah. they do in the, today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I make no excuses for it. There's no need to make an excuse for it. Because because people like Betty Davis came back and they said, listen, they, they own it. They are sexuality, yeah, yeah. Exactly. absolutely. Yes, yeah. yes, and 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 uh, Parliament had women. They had the Brides of Funkenstein. They had several different. Uh, oh Lord, oh Lord, somebody calling in. You know, <laughs> they had the Brides of Funkenstein. Yeah, all these different um, versions of of groups that that he created, much like what you saw with Rick James, right? Rick James did the same thing. Um, he created the Mary Jane Girl, uh-huh. right? Um, he he worked with um, uh, the Temptations and created different funk um, uh, songs that were very critical to the time, right? But they spoke about the, it, it. It spoke about a liberation again. Here we go to liberation again. Something about the music helps you do what? Makes you dance. Uh-huh. Something about the music. What have we what we've been talking about? Something about the music makes you dance, makes you move, makes you feel a certain type of way, and they dis, they, they they express it That's through it. these through the way they dress mm-hmm. and everything, right? Uh, never mind the drug use. But let's think about the actual music. <laughs> that part. No, now you got to give um, Rick James credit when he bought Mary Jane, okay? We oh, realized what yeah, Mary Jane got, was. Yeah, we yeah. know what that was. We know <laughs> what Mary, Mary Jane, Jane was, was yeah. exactly. We know what that was. All right, let's go <laughs> to the know. next one, man. Let's go to the next one. All right. We got some callers on the line. We'll go to them. We'll go to them. Who, who, who do we have next up? Then we'll go to the lines. Who we got next up? Uh, the Gap Band, Upside Your Head. Let's get it. Whoops, okay. Upside Your Head. Call. Oh. Mama Billy's pulling that up. Let's go to the caller. Caller. Hey, Doc, I got some bad news for you, man. What's going on? You know Robert Thomas, the, the dean at Florida, he used to be the dean at Florida, lived here in Tampa. Man, he got killed last night, man, in the car mm. accident. Yeah, car accident. But he was, yeah, the, uh, he was a dean at the pharmacy school. 
and, and, and Florida A and M. Yeah, we traveled off. Yeah, man, he got killed. And my brother just called me up in Atlanta to see oh, his man. son, man, in a car accident. Man, mm. I just it's like, dude, I just talked to this guy this week, man. Hey, listen, thanks, yeah. God. thanks for the information. All right, thank Appreciate you. Thank you. All right, but. Yeah, he's, he was a good guy, very good guy. Um, he worked under my dad's administration um, at FAMU, and he's just a wonderful person, wonderful person. Um, all right, got let's go caller. to the next call. All right, caller, you're on the 74. Hey, how we doing today? All right, all right, what's going on? Oh, man, I, I love the funk, but that era was horrible for us because there's a lot of drug use in that era. Yeah, yeah. And now the kids are going back to that era because they blank, they let, they let, they love the drugs, and they saying, well, they were so great doing drugs, so now the kids are doing drugs. Well, that's co- all, co- all the uh, <laughs> so-called great sampling from those and all like what that boy named Snoop Dogg, you know, what I'm saying highly addicted to drugs. Uh, marijuana is not yeah, addictive. So, <laughs> Cole, I, I respect what you're saying, but I, I think you're kind of taking someone out of context. Um, when an individual turns to drugs, it's not so much as that, you know, they don't have nothing else to do. Something's going on in that person's life, you know, and they, they using it as a coping mechanism. So I don't I don't think you can just generalize that all children just go, all kids are just going back to drugs because that that's oh, not I, factual. I, I'm not saying, oh, no, ma'am. I'm not saying all, oh, no, that's crazy for me to say all, but there's a lot of people that's coping with stuff just living. I mean, everybody ain't got it made. A lot of people's catching. So the, the art reflects that. life, right? Always. Yeah. And that's why they're getting high? No. no. <laughs> art reflects life. Life is life. People get high because of life. Do you, you understand the context he's saying? Talk to the people on the street instead of the... Uh, ones in those offices y'all sit in because these cats are catching it, baby. We are the streets. I am the street. I walk the streets y'all every day. Street. Huh? You're far from the streets. I mean, I you don't know me, bro. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't make you, you, you're making broad you statements. You might feel your street, and that's cool. I ain't here to argue with you, baby. You know what I'm saying? And you might feel your street. Be that. Okay, okay let, let, let's let's try to narrow it down a little bit because I, I think I'm I, I'm trying to understand where you're coming from, but I, as he stated, mobility's right. You're making your statements too broad. So, no, uh, it, mm-hmm. well, me, Shangri, I'm in this, I'm in the street around these young folks all the time. Who's getting high? I watch dudes smoke an ounce while I'm sitting here working on their car watch. I mean, within a few hours, this dude's smoking an ounce. You telling me that everybody, all these young kids, smoking weed like that? This ain't like it was back then when they smoked a piece of a joint and they chill for the rest. These cats are smoking joints, toting guns, and their mind is totally, totally different. Well, you know, people say that about every generation, bro. They said that about you. They said that about heroin Mm. in the 1970s during the funk era. And, you know, you making a broad statement to say the music is the blame. It's it's, it's not part of the culture wars. That is exactly what white supremacy want you to say. They want you to see all of your music and all of your creations as the devil's music, and it's causing the problems. Not capitalism, not the lack of of, of equality, but just your music. Lack of jobs, you know, yeah. home home instability. Is <laughs> a whole lot of factors that come behind that. You know, it's not just, oh, yeah, the music just told me to get high, so I'm going to go get high. That is not it, okay? And understand something. The music that they're listening to, even if that artist was known for being on drugs in some form or fashion, they were still trying to get out a message on something. Right. You know, and that was their coping mechanism, okay? Because they're being pulled from so many different directions as well. Exactly. And and even drugs, drugs are a form of escape, just like alcohol. Yeah. Right? Um... So let's let's go to the next to the next song. The next song. Thank you, yeah. Carla, for your um, call. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. Well, let's go to the next song. Uh, we got on the list. What we got? Got band. Oops, upside your head. Right. So, oops, upside your head. Got band. We don't have a little little bit left, but we want to hear this because next week as we go into the ne- as we go into the next section of funk as it as it goes into disco, you'll start to see. The transformation, and, and 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 what you see here is these three gentlemen from Tulsa, Oklahoma, out in the Midwest, uh, just like you see the people out from Ohio, out in the Midwest. They come from the same region, 
and they are they are developing a music that it sounds very similar. If you listen to it, uh, Bootsy Collins, mm-hmm. um, George Clinton, all these guys, you know, listen to it. Listen to what's happening. Who turns? Is basically the same type of thing. And uh, we're going to talk some more about it next week on the Sunday Forum as we talk, as we carry on this conversation about the evolution of funk. Uh, but the Gap Band was one of those pioneering groups when it comes down to it. Um, but hey, listen, we want to thank you for joining us here on the Sunday Forum. Uh, and as always, from my voice to the radio waves, to hearts and minds of people, we love you. And there's not one single solitary thing you can do about it. All right. As we go oops upside your head, we love you. <laughs> Postmart and Hoot Nanny is next here on WMF Radio, WMF Tampa, right after headlines from National Public Radio News. I'm still on the wall.